Hello and welcome to Neutral Wrestling. You're with me, Danny. Alongside me tonight, I've got the magnificent Joe. He adds so much to this podcast, not only in his muscles, but in his looks. Joe, how are you doing today, mate? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. Yourself? Yeah, there's a little picture of you from ROH where you're making Rush look like a fucking cruiserweight. Yeah, mate. Yeah. <laughs> fucking... Get big, get bad, sign out. I know you're happily married, but there you go. Uh, and alongside Joe, um, alongside the magnificent Joe, we have the other wastrel um, from Preston, Blackpool, wherever he's from. Uh, Dan, how are you today, mate? I'm um, fantastic. Fantastic. I'll tell you one place I'm not from, Danny. That's Blackburn. Do you know what's just come into my head as well? Do you remember at WrestleMania, at that WrestleCon Super Show, and yeah. that guy... That guy was like, oh, I'm from Preston, yeah? I was like, oh, are you a Liverpool fan? Then he went, no, no, I'm a Blackburn fan. Well, son, I hope you watch the game on Saturday. I hope you watch that game. Well, just uh, that prediction from um, from when we went to London is definitely coming true, though, isn't it? Wow, well, what was the prediction? Well, that Blackpool fan told you, you definitely won't go down this season. Yeah, I know. Oh, <laughs> what an idiot. I was and- all right. Yep, well, there you go. And Joseph, how are Chester doing? Um, we lost a big game on Saturday against York. So, 1-0, uh, was it? 1-0, yeah. So, uh, to be honest, I think York will win this league. Um, disappointed, but this is one of them games we couldn't score. We threw everything at them. Um, move on to the next game, it. And it was, it was the Battle of the Romans, wasn't it? Yeah. The big, two big, uh, number of big uh, Roman forts and fortresses. Yeah, okay. Go on, Joe, I, I cut you off then. Oh, no, as you're saying, Diva, Victrix and whatever they're called. But... Mm. Oh, there you go, there you go. Good, uh, well, fuck them anyway. Uh, yeah, do, you want to, do you want to talk about Everton? Do you know what? I was I, I was watching the match <laughs> and... Uh, it's just like what I find wonderful about Everton is they find new and creative ways to fucking lose every week. Well, I was it sat was... there, Danny. Danny, I was sat on North End, yeah. And you messaged me saying, oh, Everton are winning, yeah. And I thought, well, football swings about in roundabouts. This time last week, PNE were winning, Everton were losing. It's what happens. And then literally, I was sat there, I thought, Danny deserves a win. And then literally, I come on the tannoy, I assume that you'd won because you'd message me with 10 minutes left saying, oh, scenes in the Everton end, it's 2-1. So I'm there giving it large to the Blackburn fans and it comes on the tannoy. Uh, Brighton 3, Everton 2. And I thought, oh, flipping heck. Yeah, I t- texted and kept it updated, but obviously your mind was on the match in front of you. Um, yeah, it was, it was a decision against Michael Keane, minimal contact. Um, definitely a penalty, definitely a penalty. Well, by the letter of the law, it's a penalty. There was the, there was contact. Oh, it's never a penalty, that. Never. Uh, it's soft. I'm just winding Danny up. It's, without know, VAR, it's never given to if, if that, Joe, if that well, that's, happened that's at true. the uh, Diva Stadium, it'd be given mm. the other way for a dive. Yeah, well, well, unfortunately, that wasn't the case. Um, this, because of Everton, if, you, if you've ever got a player that hasn't scored for like three years... He's going to score when he comes up against Everton. As soon as you're here, like, Burnley haven't won a Goodison for eight years before the game, you just think, oh, shit. Because <laughs> you know it's coming. Um, so the first the first VAR official to uh, overrule a referee on the pitch uh, goes for Everton, not shockingly. Uh, and then an own goal from Dinier, who's been one of our best players. He just couldn't get out the way of it. Um, it was one of them. I was sat, sat in work today, and you know when you when you make it, you make noises that you, you you don't mean to, they just come out. I looked at our fixtures today, and I, I just I went bollocks. And the lad next to me went, "What's what's up?" I said, "I've got to go and watch fucking Everton twice this week." Um, <laughs> uh, so we've got Watford in the League Cup uh, on Wednesday. No doubt they'll fucking screw us. Um, against Marco Silva, their old manager. Um, and then we've got fucking Spurs at home on Sunday, um, who will probably be licking the wounds from the Liverpool defeat and give us a like fucking kicking. 
Anyway, oh, uh, you won't, you won't be able to watch us on Sunday. Then I thought I thought we'd have our moment on the big screen. Were you watching? Uh, well, there you go. You see, you, uh, if you could win any of them two games, beat Watford. You want a good cup run? Do you know what I mean? You're not going down. You're not like getting top yeah. six in the Prem. Get a good cup run. No, it's. I mean, up to last week, um, I think we could have gone up to seventh if we if we'd have won. Um, you know, so and only within a point of sixth. Um, so. It's still tight. Then you never know what can happen, but I'm not very hopeful. Um, but yeah, I'd take the win over Watford, to be honest with you, because I think um, it's Liverpool versus Arsenal in one of the t- ties, and Chelsea, Man U in the other. I want to say. So right. either way, either way, there's two two of the four big teams are going out there. You know. Um, Should we just talk about football all night so we don't have to talk about this next subject? (laughs) I think it's I think it's preferable. Before we do go on to this, and it is going to be a bit of a heavy subject, um, I'll just tell you the little thing that's happened today. I told Adam before on the phone when I was on my lunch. um, There's a lad that who's a mate of mine who doesn't really go to wrestling anymore. He's he's been a wrestling fan for years, like an old school WCW fan. and the other way on Facebook, um, I only noticed it the other day. Um, yeah, there's like these quizzes, like they have, um, they'll have like which 1980s WWF wrestler are you? And you answer a couple of questions and say, oh, you're Hulk Hogan or you're this, that, and the other. And uh, this particular one, it was what faction would you join? And you know, you know these stupid things on Facebook, don't you? So he got the NWO. So he shared it and he's put on his Facebook. Um, uh, uh, so and so, because I'm not going to say his name. So and so is NWO, and he's put on uh, a comment with a because when you're NWO, you're NWO for life. <laughs> and his dad's come on and commented and said, "You're not NWO. You're 36. Grow up, you tit." <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> on his Facebook, I thought that that's just killed me off. Um, and then, and then he deleted he deleted the post from his dad, and he come up, he come up, come back on again, and said something equally as insulting. But I thought it was very funny, to be fair. Um, <laughs> so right, um, so tonight we were going to be coming up and speaking about. Um, ROH, uh, uni- not unified, what's it called now, Jim? Um, Honor United. Honor United in the UK. The UK tour, the last night in Bolton. Um, but today, um, some breaking news uh, out of WWE. Um, and I think we should preface this by saying that um, we're just three lads from the Northwest. Um, who are commenting on this? There's people who are a lot more intelligent and well versed. Speak for yourself. What? What? No, it's it's true. But people are very well, more well versed on subjects of this such, and it is it is a hefty one. And it's the news that uh, Jordan Miles um, has had a T-shirt put out by WWE um, with what we could say is a racial slur. Um, it's um, the imagery that's used is seems to be rooted in or very likely rooted in uh, some very old racist images I suppose Um, it's teeth on a black t-shirt where Jordan Miles has been written out and it's caused an uproar Jordan Miles not happy at all about it. He's been tweeting about it. He's come out and said some some very inflammatory, but probably you know very very valid points against the WWE, who is his employer at the moment. Um, currently in NXT, he was formerly ACH and um, Ring of Honor and a lot of the um, the West Coast Indies and so. Joe, can I start with you? Um, when did you first hear about this, and what was your first thoughts? Um, today, really, so it took mm. me off line yesterday. 
That's it. I missed it all. Um, it's something that's been, it's been an issue with WWE for since forever, hasn't it? Um, almost like the underlying racism, and then fair play for them to you know being vocal and not shying away from it. Yeah, I think I think that's right. He he has been very bold, and you've got to respect that. You you've got to remember that these guys, especially these guys in NXT, they're, they're certainly not millionaires. I think it was discussed that they were making something like between fifty and seventy thousand dollars a year, and then when you take a home out of that, hotels and certain travel expenses, you're not left with a great deal of money. It's paying the bills. They're not. They're certainly not living the lifestyle of superstars. Um, so when somebody who's putting bread on your table for you and your family um, and you've, you've been able to speak out against them like this, I think it's a very brave thing to do. Um, I think the imagery, it was discussed that he said that he'd actually signed this off. Dan, can you catch us up on the timeline of this? Because um, this was all this all happened quite a few months ago, apparently, didn't it? Yeah. So apparently, this has like been building or whatever for a few weeks. And to me, I don't know if he's just thought like, "I'll do you know what? I'll see. I'll see if they're that stupid to do some. Do you know what I mean? To publish the shirt." Um. So he basically, for people who don't know, he has basically tweeted out that. I will keep posting this till my voice is heard. I'm not sorry for anything I say or do. Representation is important. If this is at Vince McMahon and at Triple H's vision of me, then this is a slap in the face to every African-American performer, fan and supporter. So to come out of a statement like that, I don't. it sounds like some of his comments, do you know what I mean? The one, Some of the other comments that he's been saying, it sounds to me like something's been brewing for a while. And that he already maybe had this opinion. Um, but the WWE statement back is the one that I can't believe. So, Danny, this this is like come out, yeah, right? WWE should have just shut it down and said, look, we've completely, it was completely unintentional. We didn't realise, however, we can see that this is completely unacceptable and we apologise. That is what they should have come out and said. Yeah, Some, I, something I think... along those lines. Instead, Danny, they've come out. I'm going to read out the statement. Albert Hardy Jr., a.k.a. Jordan Miles, approved this T-shirt for sale. As always, we work collaboratively with all of our performers to develop logos and merchandise designs and get their input and approval before proceeding. This was the same process with Albert, and we responded swiftly once he later requested that the logo T-shirt be redesigned. No T-shirts were sold. So they've released their statement and they've not even apologised for it, or even they've basically shifted the blame, saying, "Well, we, it wasn't us. He he approved it, so he should have to deal with it." When really they should be coming out, holding their own hands up, and saying, "Look, we apologise. It was completely accidental. We can see what we've done wrong, and we hold our hands up." That is what they should have come out. And I think if they'd have come out, people it it would have sort of diffused the situation a bit. But by coming out with that half-ass statement. They've just made themselves look even more guilty than they did before, and which has prompted um, some replies from ACH. Um, he's basically he's removed the video now, but he's come out and basically said WWE are racists against African Americans. Um, he did a bit of a bizarre tweet about Jay Lethal, but as I say, we we weren't originally going to cover this, but it's that much of a big story. We can't really not do. Yeah, I think oh. we're, all, we're all kind of in shock because, uh, as you said, Dan, the, the statement to make was... Uh, the statement to make, and what I would hope to believe, was that this has been a terrible error of judgment. It was unintentional. We can see um, we can see the way it may be taken. And because of that, and because of the views of our superstars who we value or our NXT wrestlers, whatever you want to call them, um, we have taken this down immediately. No shirts have been sold. We're very sorry for this um, to anyone we may have offended. Um, but they, as you say, they haven't done that. They seem to have been bold. Um, sorry, they, they seem to have been quite brazen about the whole situation, um, whereas they don't want to back down to one of their employees standing up for themselves. Um, in terms of 
had this been happening months ago, I don't think that the um, the, the passion that you've had out of um, ACH or Jordan Miles, I, I don't think you'd. It would be so true as it is now if it was if he'd known about this for a long time. There was also a thing where he said he'd approved the t- WWE said he'd approved the t-shirts, and he's put an email up stating that Triple H made changes to the email. There's an email from a WWE employee, I'm assuming in the creative design uh, department, and saying Triple H had specified that he's changed it a bit to make it look more toothy. Now, that's a hell of a, you know, that's a hell of a thing to say. He's released this, he's released this email and it just, it sounds bloody awful. It sounds terrible. Um, where can you get? Where can you go from here? Does, I mean, where's the damage control? There doesn't seem to be any damage control at the moment. Um, where does ACH said, go from well, here, Danny? Where does well, he go from here? They can't. We were talking. I was talking to Paul. They they can't release him. Do you know they, what I mean? I think I think the future lies in his hands. But I think he can request a release, and he'll be given that release, or he will be left to languish. Likely, he will be left to languish in uh, NXT, uh, where he's not really getting much, or at least a great deal of uh, support anyway, um, until his contract expires. Um, you, you just don't know what's going to happen with, the, with with this situation, but I can see it only going one or two ways. Um, you can see like a statement released in a few days or weeks or whatever, just saying... Uh, WWE and ACH have come to the terms of uh, mutual release or something like that. I think that's the the relationship between the two sort of untangible now, and it they can't yeah you you can't go you just can't move on. You know you can't just like carry on and brush it under the carpet with the things that have been said. And um, try, I just wonder like what what's the I'm curious will any of the other African American uh, wrestlers in WWE come out and comment on it. I mean, we we seen last well, time with, with the Hulk Hogan. So far, has there? Yeah, with the Hulk Hogan thing last time, if I think it was Biggie was coming out and saying that the the apology from Hulk Hogan, do you know what I mean, was basically not much of an apology. So, it's, well, I, I, don't, is, I think New Day as a whole, and, and didn't um, Titus come out and say something as well? Um, you know. We 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 we're gonna get onto this thing because it's it's I think it's got to be mentioned. Like there was talk after WrestleMania, um, and literally it shocked me the fact that in terms of a WWE champion, um, I'll go to you with this in a second, Joe. And in, in terms of a WWE champion, the main champion on on the promotion, Kofi Kingston was the first African American champion. Um, and okay, you know the the Rock was Samoan, and there's been, been other other ethnicities that have that have held it. But I think you know how I, it just doesn't seem to compute for me, and I can't believe that I didn't realise it beforehand, and that it hasn't been really brought up to any loud noises at all. I mean, was that ever in the back of your mind? Did you realise it before Kofi won the title? Well, yeah, I think it's what it's, I think it's one of those things that's been glaringly obvious, hasn't it? Because um, I mean, we, we always refer to Rock as the first black WWE champion, but then between The Rock and Kofi Kingston, there wasn't really anyone. And it's one sure of them. You got to remember, wrestling is fake; it's predetermined. So it's. it's it's not for want of trying to get black wrestlers over and put them over as, you know, the top guy. Mm. Something, you know, if you look at black I think, athlete. I think I'll just have to get you to repeat. Um, sorry, sorry to interrupt you there, Joe. I'm just going to have to get you to repeat that, mate, because uh, we lost you for a sec, then you cut out. Uh, uh, yeah, I just say, you know, um, you know, American sports is dominated by black athletes. It is. But you don't see that in wrestling. It's not represented. And and I think David Starr pointed this out. You know, it's predetermined. It's a fake sport. It's, you know, you can put 
black athletes in these positions and you can push them you can make them you know the top guys you can and it's um it's one of them it's it's wwe it's just a it's a bad company from you know where it's just and I, it's, i'm almost glad that i mean it's, it's, it's disappointing that it's taking this long but it's, it's needed someone to step out from within the company um and we had it a bit when Paul Gogan made his remarks and Biggie Langston, like you said, was quite vocal about it and, and Titus O'Neill, but you're asking what happens next and you're not sure. It's, it's like, well, Danny, they tried to it. Do you remember back in like 2007? I know he's still with WWE now, but if you remember back in 2007, 2008, they were sort of like putting Bobby Lashley in the position. You thought he was going to be penciled in to be like the top guy. He was uh, made to be the ECW champion. They put him as the top baby face in that big uh, Donald Trump, Vince McMahon match at WrestleMania. And then that all went sour, didn't it, with a racist incident? I can't think who it was backstage. Um, was it? Oh Michael, was it Michael, Michael Hayes. Michael Hayes, that was it. And then he he like left the company. Do you know what I mean? So there's been a long line of incidents like this along the but years. It's been talent. You know, Shelton Benjamin was a period oh. 2003, 2004, when he went over to Raw, um, and I've seen his name crop up a lot on Twitter today when I had looked on it, and had his little mini feud with Triple H when he put over, but then I think he was trained, he drafted to SmackDown or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, it's not, I mean, there's talented guys out there, and I mean, the one I've always, I mean, you might disagree, but I know Danny might do, but I've always said Gay Lethal seems to be like, I can't miss talent that WWE, you never see his name linked with WWE. Um, so it's not like there isn't a talent out there. I mean, like David Starr said, it's a predetermined sport. You can put the, you know, you can put a black person in the position of a top guy, but um, it's just systematically racist company. You can see it, you can, you've seen all the things that have come out and even stuff I've seen today, um, you know, from on the tweets and um is a gif of Triple H aping um you know doing the the the, uh, the monkey gesture towards uh, Mark Henry and either we've I, missed I think, it or we've never seen it before. And it, I know, think it, that was to be honest Joe, I think that was just to cut you off there. I think that was during the um the time when they were calling him the silverback. Um, because of his frame, as as yeah, ill-fated as well, is as, as ill-fated as that thing looks looks now, I honestly don't think it was meant that way. It, I mean, I've, who you, am I to say back, it doesn't? You look back at that um, Booker T, and he's you he could argue that he should have won WrestleMania nineteen. He should have beat Triple H, and there was the the angle prior to that when it was like a really awkward Triple H promo where like you you people don't become champions or something like that. Um, and it was, I mean, Triple H is known, you know, because he did the black face thing as well. Um, it's just a, it's just a company that it seems to, um, you know, it's, it's got quite a bit of history of um, racist actions is that the right word but mm. it's um it's like you said it's it's taken a long time for someone to step out um and I, like i said fair play to him um because he's got a lot to lose by doing this um it's come so. at a really bad time as well joe like it's coming they basically i know hogan did that appearance in january but, and at WrestleMania, but it's sort of come... This is the first sort of feud Hogan's been in since he's been back in WWE, this like sort of like Team Hogan, probably, Team Flair you know, thing. probably set him up, though, because, I mean, you put, if you're... Um, I, I call him ACH. Um, if you're ACH or New Day, you're probably thinking, why is this guy in this company? He's probably getting a nice paycheck for going to Saudi Arabia. Where's the consequence of what... You know, what's the message that's being sent out? And judging by what ACH um, I, I don't know his NXT name what he's tweeted today it seems like there's a lot of frustrating, frustration pouring out of him um, and I just think you know WWE aren't helping themselves by 
you know, you're saying they've got this angle with Saudi Arabia with uh, Hulk Hogan, but it's almost like at the end of the day, it's all about money. Yeah. Well, uh, can I just step in at that point as well, talking about money? Um, this isn't, I mean, this is the age where things get picked up by national and worldwide media. It's not just in the wrestling bubble anymore. I think you've had different things, and I can't remember. It was something to do with British wrestling. Got picked up in the uh, in the papers the, the other week and made national news, um, or the other month. Sorry, this it, this will be picked up by the American press and probably the worldwide press. I know the Daily Star. I've got um, I've got a, a wrestling column they've had for for, me, for many years where they talk about it. Um, that Tory fucking comic book, the the Sun. They've also fucking had um, had wrestling news in there for a long time. This will get picked up and it will be tweeted. Now the thing is, at the moment, talking about money, WWE is a publicly traded company, and investors have been high on people buying into it. So it's a corporation. And corporations have a social and a corporate responsibility to their shareholders, their employees, and the consumers. And this could, I mean, this could really hurt them. And to be honest with you, I hope it does. I hope it hurts them to the point where it hurts them financially and they wake up and say, this can't go on anymore. Because this has all gone very quietly undetected Although we've heard the rumours, nobody's ever stood up and actually said anything about it. Mm. So I hope it fucking hurts them, and I hope it hurts them in the pockets to the point where they get get their act together because well, the best, it's not the on. Best way it's not on, is people, it? Yeah, it's the best way for people. You know, don't subscribe to the network. You know, don't support them financially. Give um, the shareholders a reason to step up and take notice. You know what? There's better wrestling companies out there. There's better wrestlers to support out there. Um, it's just one of the, you know, so you know, people say there needs to be a change. You know, we're talking within the company as a whole, but nothing will ever change unless people stop, you know, voting with their wallets and their feet. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, Dan, I, I want to sort of. I think we all find this pretty deplorable and I think we're all quite quite proud of the fact that somebody actually stood up and said it um, but is there anything you want to, want to finish on in terms of what's, this whole situation no, not really just like I, I, I do think it could have maybe been handled better do you know what I mean? Maybe if they'd have spoke, oh, yeah. spoke about it off social media, but we don't know if anything, any communication between the two has been off social media. Maybe Jordan Miles could have, well, ACH could have gone to them, but he's not going to get much of a response. So the only way to get their attention is on Twitter. Do you know what I mean? To exactly. get people to listen. Um, the WWE statement, I think, is arguably the worst. It's worse than anything. They could you, they at least have, not an excuse, but they can at least say it was unintentional but they've not even come out and said that they've just shifted the blame back onto ACH that's the most shocking thing about all this for me um, I don't know to be honest with you like like Joe said you've got to give him credit because to come out and say what he said not we've been people have been saying for years oh I know like racism is more serious than say gimmicks and like pushes but for, for years now, WWE wrestlers have not said anything because they're getting the paycheck about how they've been booked and stuff. Yeah. Um, and everyone's saying, and then they'll leave the company and then you'll get a one and a half hour podcast talking about how everything was wrong. And people are saying, well, why can't they just come out and say that publicly while we're there? But someone has actually quit. It's took, unfortunately, it's took such a serious situation like this to arise for someone to come out and do it. But maybe this will open the floodgates for other people to feel comfortable in being able to come out and just say what they, how they feel they've been hard done to by WWE. Yeah. But it's just it's just an issue you don't really... We don't want to be on here talking about this. Um, no, we don't. At but at the, same, at the same time, and you, you're the one who's pushed us to talk about this tonight. And after speaking about it, more power to you, mate, because... It is something we need to say, even in our own small little way, that actually we're all quite disgusted by this. And 
we we will be a bit more aware, I think, going forward, a lot more aware if any incidents were to happen like this again. Yeah, they can't have another another incident like this happens again. But how many more can they keep getting away with? But well, that's that's the thing. Something it? is going to happen in the future. They clearly don't know how to handle situations like this. Just from that statement, I know I keep going back to it, but they yes. how can such a big, big, massive, giant, billion dollar company come out with a statement like that? It just wouldn't happen in the... Re- Can you imagine if, like... Put it this way, right? As soon as there's any sign of racism, and going back to English football, what happens? The club will come out and shoot it down straight away. Do you know what I mean? They'll shoot mm. it down straight away. Say, like, whenever anything... I know it's a bit different, but say, for example, when anything happens racist on a football pitch, you go on the club's Twitter, they've got a statement out within half an hour saying anyone found of racism will be... Do you know what I mean? Suspended... Mm. I know it's, yeah. it's different, but that's just how a different billion... Say, like, a Man- Manchester City would handle it, but... Nah. I always well, they've, to they've, they've gone, by the sounds of it, they've gone fully fucking Bulgarian Football Association on the whole thing. Don't um, get started on that. So, listen, finishing off, uh, you know, we don't want to spend too much time on on the, or on this because... We, we, we just want to get on and enjoy our wrestling, but it's good that we've it's been brought to everyone's attention. Um, I think everyone is damning WWE, and I think more, you know, ACH, Jordan Miles, or Albert Hardy Jr., whatever you want to call him, fucking props to you, my man. You've gone out and you've said it, and you've been very, very brave, and it takes brave people to make changes, I think. Um, so I, I think with that, we're... We're what are we going to move on to? Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yeah. We preview Saudi mania. Saudi mania. Um, oh, dear. It, it's it's one thing one thing after another, isn't it? But yeah, so well done to to, to him for, uh, for 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 bringing this up. And as I say, hopefully it'll be we we can be more critical because it'll be at the forefront of our minds if anything like this was to happen again. So. Um, Yesterday, um, me and Joe were meant to be going to watch Ring of Honor um, in Bolton. Um, it was in the was in Bolton Wanderers Stadium, the hotel that's connected to the stadium. Uh, unfortunately, I was unwell and wasn't able to make it. Um, Joe, how was your train journey there? Um, yeah, it was, uh, was alright getting to Manchester, but then it just cancelled train. Uh, as you had yourself as well um, originally and it's just yeah it was a bit of a pain to get there but it, it, it was alright and I know Dan you, you're well I think it, it, it is actually your favourite away ground to visit isn't it the um, the Reebok no, I don't think I'll be going there anytime soon but um, <laughs> well I don't, I, Danny don't get me started it was one of my favourite away grounds to visit until that the season they wouldn't let me on the ground um, but yeah nah, to be honest with you Bolton it, it's alright it's easy off the motorway to get to but yeah I didn't actually well, know the wrestling was actually there I thought because the football ground isn't actually really anywhere near Bolton if, if I'd have known it was Horwich I could have just driven down it's only about 10 minutes from Preston well yeah it's um so it was. I'll be honest with you. It was one of the worst away grounds I used to hate going to, because it's a fucking retail park and a business park. Mm. Um, the away pub is about a three mile fucking walk away. Um, the beehive down a mugs away, and it's it shit. Um, anyway, sorry, Bolton fans. I'll give tell you what though. The pies inside were excellent. So fucking ten out of ten on the on the pies there. Hey, Danny, do you want to hear um, a story about that? My granddad actually supplied the pies for Bolton during the... Were they in the Premiership in, like, 97, 98? The season Chelsea relegated them. Yes. My granddad... That's when we, we got yeah, away yeah, from relegation. Up, didn't you? And all the Chelsea fans were roaring Bolton on to score. Yeah, uh, But, yeah, my, my granddad supplied the pies at the Reebok that year. Bloody hell. Uh, and now maybe maybe now you have one of his pies. Now he fits windows. Well, he, he doesn't fit him himself. I'll tell you what, he's got his hands in many pies as your granddad. Hey, hey. You could have fucking laughed at that, you pair of twat. Um, okay. 
So, Joe, you got to the uh, got to the hotel. You, you said it was a, and it looked on TV a really decent setup. I was able to watch it on Fight TV. Oh, mate, it was. Um, I tell you what, it's one of the best venues I've been to in a long time. I think um, if they'd never done another wrestling show, it'd be a damn shame because it's, um, you know, it's right next to the train station. Um, and honestly, it's comfy seats. Sight lines are perfect wherever you sat, um, and you could choose to sit wherever you wanted in there. Um, and it was honestly, it's, it's it was a really, really good uh, for wrestling. And yeah, well, looking at it, it kind of reminded me of the way WrestleCon usually set up when they're in a big hotel. You have a big ballroom. Uh, it was the same this year in the Hilton. Um, they have a big ballroom. They're able to set up the lights and the stage around it well. Um, and it was like a ballroom stroke function room, wasn't it? Mm. As we call yeah. them over here. Um, and it, it looked good. It looked good on TV as well. And thankfully, a lot more people there than what attended the London and the Newport shows. Yeah, I think I'd guess at about 250, maybe generously, say 300. Um, I watched the Newport show the night before and that looked really bad. Um, and from what I've read, it was pushing a hundred, but yeah, I mean, it could have. I think it was set up for double that, but um, tickets didn't sell too well. Um, we ended up second row, so yeah. Um, but you know, two hundred and fifty odd. It was. Yeah. It was. You know, it was all right. Right. So what? What I don't want to do is I don't want to because there was quite, there was about eight matches there last night, so I don't want to go through each and every match individually. Uh, what what was uh, if you if you were doing a top top five there out of the show the, the performances on the night don't have to be in any particular order but what were you, the five best matches of the night do you well, think I mean I think if you're going to seek anything out I'd definitely seek out Flamita versus Speedball Mike Bailey um, that was a match I was most looking forward to yeah um, Speedball uh, I think it was his ROH debut but he, he can't wrestle in the US so I mean the it's such a shame isn't it they're hopeful of getting something sorted, but honestly, it was it was I think it was just a little over ten minutes, so it was like a sprint. Um, just so many innovative moves in it, and it was just brilliant stuff. I mean, you watched it yourself, and it was yeah. I'd, if you're going to watch one match, I definitely seek that out. Also, not as good, but really, really good was the main event. Uh, Roosh versus uh, Jeff Cobb. Um, I, I, I was, think. I think they were two very, very good matches, and they were b- b- very different at the same time. Yeah, yeah, you had like, you know, you had your energetic, um, action build sprint of uh, Flamita Speedball, and then you, you it was like your main event style, hard hitting, Roosh and Jeff Cobb were beating the crap out of each other. Yeah, yeah so two, you know, two really, really good matches for two different uh, reasons. So I'd, I'd recommend seeking those two out. I did love where um, at one point um, Roosh was going for the uh, the bull's horns and um, Cobb just exploded out the corner and hit him with a spear. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it's not something you see a lot of, like, from, you know, Jeff Cobb didn't wrestle from underneath a lot um, and it was quite cool to see that. Uh, yeah. and, you know, Jeff Cobb with fire um, and I almost think it probably could have had another five minutes. And with a hotter crowd as well. Um, I mean, you said it didn't come across too great on TV. No, it didn't. It didn't come. I mean, you could hear there was noise, but I don't know whether it was the way the microphones were set up because you could hear noise in the back, but it was more like a murmur, um, which was a shame, really, because you yeah. had a, a hot crowd trying. that much. Yeah, the crowd were trying. I, mean, I wasn't yeah. going to say they were hot, but they were mm. pockets. It was a shame, like, other, like, the group where we were, and there was a group by the stage, and the group where the hard camera was, of like five or six trying to get stuff going. And it was a shame we weren't all pocketed together. We would have made for a better atmosphere, but you know, they were trying, but um, it's difficult when you know you've got 250 odd people all spread out. And you were uh, you were all over that um, that show again, weren't you? Every ROH show in the UK, you seem to be your your face seems to get on. Um, mate, it's a face made for TV, so. <laughs> yeah, um, 
I actually really enjoyed the um, although it was short, the four way match for the TV title. Yeah, that was unannounced. Um, weirdly, I've like I kind of enjoyed uh, Matt even more since he dropped the belt. Um, I think he got a lot of unfair stick, to be honest. Uh, yeah, I agree. I agree. Do you, Dan? <laughs> he was put in that, you know, he was put in that awful position of winning the belt when at MSG uh, when everyone wanted Marty Skrull to win. Um, he did okay as a champion. I wouldn't say he was good. He did okay, but um, he's, he's he's not he's not the worst. Um, Tracy Williams, I'm a big fan of. Mark mm. Gaskins, he's like I said, he's I've always liked him, but he's getting stale in progress and whatever. And this is almost like giving him a new lease of life. <laughs> Shane Taylor, I actually think character-wise and promo-wise, he's he's really good uh, in yes. the ring. I kind of went missing in this match for me. Um, I've seen him one on one. He's had some really, really good matches with like Bandido, you know, smaller guys. This one was uh, didn't really showcase Taylor too much. Yeah, I, I think that's right, and I, I think that Shane Taylor promotions storyline where he was released to be a free agent. I think they're really trying to do something with that, and I'm quite liking that at the moment. But it's, it's very much in its infancy. Um, Matt uh, Taven cut a really good promo a couple of weeks ago um, along with the Kingdom but it was mostly him um, where obviously his contract was coming up and he announced that he was staying Um, and I I think that brought a lot of people around Um, I think I I said it to you uh, where he's in the ring on his own cutting a promo and it's a really really good promo I think it was almost like the people who watch ROH were probably like beginning to turn on Matt Taven and thinking, actually, there is something here. Um, yeah. And I think the coincidence is that he's better on his own. He, I, I, I'm not a fan of the Kingdom as a group. I'm, I find that Matt Taven on his, ho- on his own, I don't know, I think there's something there. Uh, and, and it's, like I said, it's no coincidence that he's probably more entertaining when he's on his own cutting promos um, mm. without two losers beside him I, I didn't oh. want to cut in them by the way talking about Matt <laughs> when, when you asked me about Matt Taven what do you think I thought I'm not going to ruin the flow I'm just listening yeah. to this show no, that's, I I mean, he's, good, he's good mid-carder for me I just don't buy yeah, his he's, he's upper mid-card at best you know he's a mid-card at best with the potential to be an upper mid-carder but I will admit that there have been moments during his title run which I thought he's not he doesn't deserve the slack he gets, but he's still not someone the company should be throwing money at and building the promotion round. So I, no, I think, I think, he, I think he's in a situation which isn't his fault. It's it's like it's Ring of Honor throwing money at him, Ring of Honor signing and giving everyone contracts. It's not his fault in a way. Um, he is limited in what he can do in the ring, but um, I think. It might be the making of him, to be honest. Him dropping the belt, um, and he's probably been, you know, he's cut a decent, like you said, he cut a decent promo last week, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and he is a good talker. Yeah, it, and and I think they they had to get the belt off uh, Jay Lethal um, because yeah. he was as good as he was as champion. It was just getting to that point where it needed it needed well, to go. He paid the due respect. Matt Taven took it. I think he was only ever going to be a transitional champion. Yeah, but they had the perfect guy to, for Jay Lethal to drop the title. And I think that's what a lot of people never forgive. Um, it was Taylor May for Mark to win the title at uh, G1 Supercard. Um, and if Marty Skrull was done after the company, after the G1 Supercard, you can understand. But the fact yeah. that he's been there since, and you're like, well, what was the reason they didn't give him the title? And he's the most, like I'd say, he's the most over guy. Um, we had the meet and greet. Um, no one had more than one person, and Max, Max, Marty Skrull had a queue like twenty people deep, which, when considered, no one, a lot of people didn't have a single person who just sat there twiddling the, the sharpie. Um, yeah. he, and then the reaction at the show, Marty Skrull is like easily the most over guy they got in the uh, company. 
I was going to say he was pulling out some old school Marty, uh, wasn't he? Um, yeah, you know, you know what? I have seen Martin Skrill yeah, live. For, I think the last time I've seen him live was Progress, and I, I didn't realise how much I'm, even though I've seen him on TV watching him, I'd never didn't realise how much I've missed watching him live because you're kind of watching him, he's on the apron, and he's in interaction. Um, little mannerisms, um, yeah. <laughs> uh, and you, you don't, it's you know, stuff you don't get on TV, um, as a live performer. Um, and I forgot how good he was. Um, so it's up in the air what's happening with him. I've heard loads of different things he's done in January, he's done after final battle. Mm-hmm. Um, he seems tailor made for AEW, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, we were spoiled by Marty in progress, weren't we? Because it was that time when oh, yeah. Marty was at the top of his game um, and progress at the top of their game. And I'd love to, because he was the biggest star there and he really grasped that chance. Um, I, I'll never forget the um, Marty Scale Chris Hero match in Manchester. Um, you, you know, probably one of my favourite matches of all time that I've seen live. Um, oh. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. No worries. Um, we will go on. Um, so that's three of the matches now. Well, yeah, uh, talking to Marty Skrull, you've got the tag match that he was in against mm-hmm. um, Lucky Kidd and Kyle Fletcher. <laughs> yeah. Um, again. Yes, he actually appeared as Shardin for yeah, a good I was avoiding trying to pronounce that one. Dan um, can say it properly. Shardin Friday. There he is. There you go. That was a really good match. Um, probably the third best match of the show. Um, Jay Lethal PCO, which was unannounced, could have been really good. Um, as soon as he announced it at the show, I was like, oh, here we go. I wasn't expecting this, but a bit of a screwy finish. But it leads. It's, it's a storyline, which I'm happy. I'm happy with where yeah. it's going. That's, that's, that's fair play, mate. So, yeah. And then no. every other, I think a lot of the matches were just a lot of filler, but even entertaining, there was nothing bad on the show. No, well, I agree, and, and I think I'll have to say because I, I've never ever been a fan of the character of Joe Hendry. Um, mm. he's, he's always been the same, and he still is the same. However, I really, I've really let my bias over his character sort of rule over how good he is in the ring. Um, technically proficient, um, timing is spot on. I watched a few matches last night, um, of his in Ring of Honor and, and, and elsewhere. Um, I, 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 my opinion on him as a wrestler has completely changed. Um, and as he's I say, I think he's a wrestler, isn't he? He's he actually yeah, he, Scotland in the Commonwealth Games. Um, yeah, you know, and there's not a lot of British. British people who take up freestyle wrestling or Greco-Roman, so you know, fair play to him, and that's certainly. And I enjoyed the match with Don Castle, and it was also great to see Rampage Jackson on um, Rampage Jackson. You know why I've said that? Because Ian Rickabar, Ian Rickabarney called him Rampage Jackson on the show. Uh, Rampage Bran, um, who's been a fixture of the British wrestling team for many years. And I don't think he ever gets... He's Marmite. I think you either like him or you don't. Um, but it was great to see him on there. Again, everything he does looks like it hurts. Um, and it was great. I, I hope that they can do more with him going forward in the future. But the likes of him and Dalton Castle looked a bit less like he was made of glass um, last last night as well. Um so hopefully good things. And as you say, there wasn't a bad match on the show. No, I think um I actually think Joe Henry's almost been the remaking of Dalton Castle. Um I think Dalton Castle was getting very stale. Like you said, he was he seemed to be very injury prone. But yeah. since this little um mini feud and now the team and with Joe Henry, I think it's you know and I criticize Ring of Honor for actually being absolutely really stale and Almost seemingly going nowhere, but going towards final battle and beyond. They seem to be starting little feuds, starting little angles. And so, hopefully, fingers crossed, they're in a better place. They just need more people to watch it. 
So you weren't you weren't waiting outside for uh, Delirious in the car park then? You know what? I had so much fun I completely forgot. <laughs> that's good. That's good, man. Um, gonna go on to a couple of questions that we've had on Twitter. So, boys, I am going to put these directly to you, and I'm going to come to Dan first because you know he gets a bit cobby when he, he hasn't had anything to say for a while. Um, so. Um, just bringing this up now, you must excuse me. Some people have been filling the timeline with QPR goal or football. <laughs> um, yeah, Brent, Brentford 1-0. We, need, <laughs> we basically need so, QPR to not win, to stay second going into the Have you week. seen the, um, the news that's come out on Twitter? Uh, Smackdown on FS1 did 880,000 views. No. Eight, yeah. What? Eight hundred eighty eight hundred thousand less than the episode of AEW Dynamite so far. Yeah, so um SmackDown and FS one did eight hundred and eighty eight thousand hundred thousand viewers. Oh, fucking hell. What? I mean T TNA's had more viewers than that, uh, when when they are, they were on TV. When they were on Fox Sports as well, I think. Um, eight hundred. It got moved, didn't it? It wasn't on Fox, it was on FS1 yeah. up against the World Series. But I think, I mean, the tweets I'm seeing is saying like Nelson predicted 1.9 million. So I think I think people are expecting it to not bomb. But looks like it's, um, the wheels are coming off SmackDown. Trust a big story to break while, while we're on air. What? I can't believe that, Joe. I was literally... Yeah. 808, I'm looking at it now, Smack, Smackdown rating for last week, 888,000 viewers. So, they, I was listening to uh, The Observer this morning while I was working, and uh, I think it was Alv- Alvarez was saying uh, it will be between 1.6 and 1.9. Meltzer said that he, he'd expect it to be about 1.6, 1.7. So, they were half the audience wrong. That is an unbelievable rating, eight hundred eighty-eight thousand. That just shows how many people are willing to like go out and find the show. I know the channels in like less homes than foxes, but eight hundred eighty-eight thousand. Unbelievable. I think somewhere in Wyoming, Eric Bischoff is smiling. Yeah. <laughs> I know, yeah. That, let's just get this right. So they have gone in three weeks from four million viewers watching SmackDown to eight hundred eighty-eight thousand. So that means three point one million people watched the first SmackDown on Fox that didn't watch it on Friday. I didn't watch it. Still haven't watched it. And we love wrestling. We've lost an average of a million viewers a week. That that's. <laughs> Staggering that that is staggering. Eight, I can't I, seriously. I'm in shock. Eight hundred eighty-eight thousand. So um, yeah, that's yeah, I mean, less than what Impact got. Like you said, that's less than TNA. Yeah, less than AEW got. Not to compare the two, but it's it's got to be. I mean, I know there's um, you know, there's was up against the World Series, was it? I'm not sure is why it got moved to FS1, but mm. you still think there's some loyalty there and people would switch. But, yeah, it's um, good. We're falling off. Certainly, certainly interesting news that's been breaking. And I don't know. Um, There'll be a big reaction to this. They're going to have to... I tell you what, it wouldn't surprise me if they ended up. Can you imagine after everything with the draft, the like, because WWE are known to panic after something like this. I know it's on FS on for a week, yeah, but that could happen again in the future. It wouldn't surprise me if they just went right. We'll cancel uh, the brand split. (laughs) Forget the draft that we've just done for (laughs) last week. All that crap we put you through. We'll just merge them back together. The wild card rule is called wild cards back. Oh, well, the fallout to this is going to be interesting over the next few days. What a bad day for WWE this is. What a bad, oh, bad week. Well, well, I'm quite glad they're having a bad week, actually, to be honest. Um, and I'm not normally one no, to do that. This is neutral wrestling. <laughs> we no, are, we are no, as I told you a month or two ago, we are pro wrestling neutrals. 
they they need they need a, they need a kick in the ass after what they've done. Um, anyway, going back to uh, this question, uh, we've had a question on Twitter from X, uh, at Xbox Beyond, and it's with Impact Wrestling having some great matches and gaining talent like Tessa Blanchard. Do you see them as a major player in the future? No. Want to expand on that? Yeah, so, no, I don't think that TNA Impact are going to be a big threat in the future. If they are, it's going to take a very, very long time. Um, as I say, I watched Bound for Glory. Um, I watched Bound for Glory last Sunday, and it, it it wasn't that good. Do you know what I mean? It's like this unwritten rule that's going around that, oh, Impact's good TV, um, and, and they're putting on good shows. I've watched the pay-per-views this year. They've been good. I'm not going to get away. They have been good. But for me, this Bound for Glory show wasn't very good. Um, they've lost people like LAX in the last few months. Um, Tessa Blanchard. You say uh, the question was about Tessa Blanchard as well. I, I really would like Tessa Blanchard to be an impact. Do you know what I mean? For, for impact's sake. But I feel like it's such a waste for her. She needs to be in, a, in AEW with a women's division built around her. Or she needs to be in WWE, on the main roster, feuding with the best female wrestlers in the world like Charlotte, Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, Oscar, Carrie Zane, whoever you want to say, because she, I think Tessa Blanchard, I said to you, Danny, we was at uh, 2018 WrestleCon Super Show, if you remember, in New Orleans, and she was out, and I said to you, she is brilliant. And that was like one of the first times that I'd seen her. And since then, she's just gone from strength to strength. I think she's going to win the Impact World title before long. Um, the feud that they've been setting up with Sammy Callahan. I don't know. Are any of you avoiding the spoilers for Impact? No, no. You're not? Well, they're going on to um, Access, is it what, in America on TV. And their first Impact show, Sammy Callahan wins the belt off Brian Cage. So I think they're going to do the Sammy Callahan tessa Blanchard rematch later down the line. But don't know. It's Impact, I think Impact, you're just going to have to look at Impact as they don't need to be big. They just need to basically take over Ring of Honor's position. Yeah. Okay, and Joe, same question for yourself, mate. Yeah, I mean, I've just been in and out of Impact Wrestling. Um, I watched uh, Bound for Glory. I enjoyed it, actually. I haven't seen the main event yet, but a lot of matches I really enjoyed. Um, Tessa Blanchard, I think, is brilliant. I think out of... All the women at the minute, she's probably the one that stands out the most for me. I think as a TV show, um, production-wise, it falls short of anything else at the minute. I think that's one thing they need to... Like even I think even Ring of Honor have better production values and impact at the minute. And I think mm. you've got this climate where you've got AEW... Even MLW, it's, you've got you need and the same for Ring of Honor. You need Impact Wrestling to really step up. But what Impact Wrestling has going for it is Tessa Blanchard. Um, I think they've got someone there who makes them stand out of the companies. And the fact that they're willing to, I mean, I'd like to have seen a win, but yeah, I think they've got. I don't think they're gonna see. I think they've pretty much reached their ceiling in terms of what in the pecking order. I mean, WWE, AEW, except for, uh, um, yeah, um, it's hard to say in terms of improving too much. They've got to get the production right, but in terms of getting more eyes on the product, yeah, at least they're probably more buzzworthy than the likes of MLW and Ring of Honor at the minute, but that's down to Tessa Blanchard. No, that's good. That's good. Um, just another couple of quick questions before we call it call before we call it a night. Um, we've got uh, a question in from Kay from Colchester. Um, with the recent uh, signings from within wrestling of MMA stars, what do you think this will bring to wrestling? Can is it a good thing for wrestling? Joe, we'll start with you. Um. I'm, I'm, I don't really watch MMA, so to be honest, anyone who debuts is a new guy, um, like someone like Kane Velasquez, I wasn't really aware of him. Um, not that I've watched much SmackDown, but um, yeah, I've not really got much of an opinion on this, to be honest. 
Well, you've got Cain Velasquez, you've got Ronda Rowdy, um, you know, you've got Brock Lesnar. It was obviously a wrestler first, but the the influence, Dan, what, what, what do you make of him? I, I, I don't think it... Well, look at the last few years, Brock Lesnar... I'm sorry, I know people don't want to hear this. He's pretty much the biggest star and the biggest draw in WWE. Um, Ronda Rousey was possibly the biggest. She was the biggest women's star in WWE last year. I, I, I don't see anything. If it's the right person and the right star, I really don't see the problem with getting more people from MMA over. Do you know what I mean? There was rumours Daniel Cormier was going to be on commentary. The end of the day, WWE just they're gonna do whatever it takes to try and just get more popularity, more viewers. If Saudi Arabia can't get a UFC show, the UFC won't go there. So they're happy to pay to get people like Kane. Why do you think Kane Velasquez is on this Saudi Arabia show? Do you know what I mean? No, they they could have held off from that. It's all been a bit rushed, but obviously this prince in Saudi Arabia wants Kane Velasquez on. The show, so he is. That's why you're not seeing years gone by. This would have probably been safe for him to come out at the Royal Rumble, and you'd see his first match at WrestleMania, like they did with Ronda Rousey. But now, the biggest show in WWE is for maybe for the for the worst of the company is well, not because they're getting a lot of money. Is Crown Jewel that is the biggest show in WWE of the year for them? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think um, I think. Uh, as well, I'll just put my point in on it. Uh, the, the likes of, um, for me, the likes of the people who are doing it on the indie scene, um, the likes of Josh Barnett, who's Bloodsport, you know, Minoru Suzuki again, the next fighter, King of Pancras. Um, I think it's been, a, I think it's been a great hybrid. The the, the whole Bloodsport shows, the two that they've been put on. Um, and I know they've done it in Japan for years. Um, so yeah, I'm enjoying it. And well, there was talk this week of Conor McGregor when he retires, he might come over to WWE because he's got a bit of a beef with some guys there. Um, you know, he's a natural promoter. He'll bring he'll bring millions of people along with him just as the casual fan. And I think that's what WWE has always been uh, looking for. Um, <clears throat> okay. Um, the last question, um, and this is for both of you, and um, this is from Fabian in, uh, where is he, in Germany? In, in Hamburg, one of my favourite places. Um, would you like to see a WrestleMania in Europe? No. No, I wouldn't. Again, I, don't, <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to see a WrestleMania in Europe. For me, I don't, do you know what I mean? It, it's like a, I don't know, like a special thing. It should be in America. I, I know this from a selfish point of view. It, it's you feel lucky to be able to go to WrestleMania. So I don't want John, the guy with posters of Stone Cold QPR have scored with Stone Cold and the Rock <laughs> on with posters. You know what I mean? I don't want to see like the random guy who like like wrestling for a few years being able to go to a WrestleMania because it's at Wembley Stadium. Do you know what I mean? For me, it's like I, I'd sooner it be in America. I think it just has the rest. Of, do you know what I mean? If you want to bring a SummerSlam over here, if you want to bring. I don't know if you want to bring bragging rights or battleground to Hamburg in Germany, whatever. But for me, yeah. WrestleMania should always be in America. And that's coming from someone from England. But yeah. Joseph? Yeah, mate. Um, I mean, I'm, I know it's a big thing for you lot to go to uh, WrestleMania. And not something that's ever interested me. But if it was in the UK, would I go? Probably. Um, but I. And, know people who go to WrestleMania spend loads of money going like every year. I know someone who's gone for the last you know seven or eight years. You'd probably like to see it in the UK. Um be easier for them to you know travel in, probably cut costs cost, but um I don't think the novelty factor it'd be pretty cool to see something that big in the UK. Um I I don't think it'll ever happen like with a WrestleMania, I think like you know maybe a SummerSlam or a Royal Rumble, but um, I'm all for it if if ever happens. Um, it's, I think you need something like maybe a SummerSlam '92 to kick off mm. a little boom in this country again, maybe. Well, I think the uh, you know what they did at the Melbourne Cricket Club, um, where they had a hundred thousand, very similar to a Crown Jewel type event. It didn't have any build up. It was just a huge event. 
and the the the, the laced it with superstars. Um, speaking from a personal point of view, I wouldn't like to have it in England because I like to go. It's great to go to Mania where everyone's away and you get in a plane and you're all excited. But do you know, what? I'd like to see it in somewhere like. Could you imagine going to WrestleMania in the Bernabeu or the Wanda Metropolitano or something like that? Huge football stadiums. Glamford uh, Park. Glamford Park's Um But no, seriously, where, where there's going to there's gonna be there's going to be sunshine, hot weather, going to be big arenas, and you can base it. I'd love to see something like that, and you know, everyone goes out there. Um, but I think it's a long way from happening. I'll be honest with you. I think the likelihood is we'll see something in Wembley along the sides, sides of a similar event, Crown Jewel, or the what do they call it, Super Showdown in in Australia. Um, but yeah, I think we can uh, we can end on that, boys. Unless there's anything else you want to speak about, I just can't believe that eight hundred eighty-eight thousand. Seriously, it's not me for six. It's a big number, isn't it? It's well, it's a small number. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, uh, Joe, good old Joe, keeping the uh, the timeline up there and keeping us involved with the uh, breaking news. Thank you very much for that, Joe. Yeah, well so, done, Joe. For Dan cool. and for Joe, thank you very much for listening to us this week. Please give us a like, a rating, and please subscribe. We know you love us, and you know we love you too. Until next week, good night and God bless.